Welcome to another episode of the Field Notes Podcast, a podcast capturing stories of God moving in workplaces around the country through young adults just like you. We're your hosts, DP and Caleb, and we're excited to bring you another story of Jesus at work. Wow, I'm excited to be back and interviewing people, our friends. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, just excited for our guest today, mm-hmm. and uh, excited about everything that God's doing. Um, yeah, He's been stirring. Totally, and I, I think a lot of people know this, but Danielle and I uh, are here in Washington D.C., and God's moving among young people uh, mm-hmm. here in the city. And even things like last week, uh, a prayer time started in the U.S. Capitol with uh, a bunch of people that are uh, that are working there and are in and among our community and it's just beautiful like he's wow. he's at work he's multiplying it it's just beautiful to see all across our city and yes. i'm stirred because we have a friend of ours here today who's just been doing so much around the city but i just we want to introduce uh our friend mccall want to say hi mccall hey so glad to be here yes. and so excited to be a part of what god's doing in this city oh yeah i don't know we we wanted to just tap you and hear stories about what god's been doing in and through your workplace and you've just been faithful to what God has given you in this season. So do you just want to bring us in? What do you do day in and day out? And how did you get there? Yeah, so I am a business development representative manager at a um, at a research firm that provides consulting technology and research to higher ed institutions. So my day to day looks like managing business development representatives who set up meetings with higher ed executives to discuss uh, the potential to work with us across a number of different partnerships. And the way that I got there, well, so I graduated in 2019 and I expected to be in one field and to move abroad. Um, Long story short, I was living at home in Maryland and started attending Antioch DC in what I thought was the interim. Mm -hmm. And um, once doors opened for me to to move, I felt like God essentially said that Antioch DC is your long-term family or Antioch is your, the Antioch movement really is your Mm long-term family. And so I was wrestling with, uh, do I, uh, now start a job search with you know living at home and I didn't quite want to be at the time right, and sure. um, I didn't really have options because I didn't think that that's the direction I was headed but obeyed stayed in DC began my job search at the beginning of 2020 and uh, at an Antioch DC owners retreat when we bring together all of the people who've owned the vision of the church uh, we were in the middle of worship and I felt that God was releasing callings to people or or specific Mm -hmm. assignments and so I was just interceding for other people to receive their assignment and I saw like an image in my head of uh, in bright neon letters the word education Mm -hmm. and uh, it took me a while but I realized (laughs) wait I think God might be speaking this one to me (laughs) (laughs) I love that and the next day in my email inbox I see a job posting for this position uh, well for my my previous role as a business development representative and I applied, um, not really expecting to be in sales and not really having a background in it either. Um, but there was just a lot of favor. Favor. I was offered a job the same day of the interview wow. with um, signing bonus and salary increase and all these other things. And so I felt like God was just confirming that this was the door that he'd opened because that's where the favor was and that's where he wanted to, to plant me. So that's how I ended up there. 
started February of 2020. And then a month later, <laughs> the pandemic happened. And so, so glad that I obeyed the Lord in mm-hmm. terms of staying in D.C. because um, the my essentially I would have been brought back home anyway and then been starting a job search in the middle of a global pandemic. So turns out God knows better. <laughs> <laughs> That's the case a lot of times. Yes. Wow, just to see that and just say, okay, God, I don't know fully what you're calling me into, but I'm just going to say the next yes. Yes. And so it's just cool that when we, I usually love saying this, but you never know who's on the other side of Mm -hmm. your obedience. Mm -hmm. And it was a strop when you said yes. Mm -hmm. He made a way of the signing bonus. You probably were like, that's nice, but it's like the signing bonus just... um, favor and open door it's Mm -hmm. like man god really does want you in uh this sphere of influence that you're in that's so powerful yeah and i I will i have to say that beyond just the job i mean being a part of the antioch movement has been the joy of my life and and god's deep desire for me so i'm grateful for my yes and all that i've gained in that way too Mm -hmm. yes come on well i know in talking to you mikhail uh one of the things that always sticks out to me is your commitment to Uh, obedience and uh, whether that looks pretty or not you know like I am going to be a person that says yes uh, and responds to the call of God and I've loved hearing and watching you translate that into the workplace Mm -hmm. and I wonder if you could just share a testimony or two uh, about like how have you tried to walk out in obedience in the workplace and where have you seen God show up yeah so one story that comes to mind and i just love this story because one thing i think about in the workplace um is jesus couldn't be hidden even if even if he was trying he couldn't be hidden and so christ then it just can't be hidden and um, i think this story really demonstrates that so i i was a business development representative at the time and i was a part of a management internship so i had one person that was reporting to me informally and uh another girl who was on the same product team as me but we didn't really work together directly Um, I just had her name come to mind one morning. And whenever that happens, um, not as consistently as I would like to, but I I tried to start a conversation with God, like, okay, what about this person? Or why are you bringing them to mind? And and I think that's just one of the seedbeds of the prophetic, because when we just ask God questions and ask Mm. him, why are you showing me this? Or why did this come to mind? And keep asking him the questions. And I saw this image of her um, holding a teddy bear, and that was it. And so then I go about my day and it's a busy day. I had lots of meetings. And so that's way in the back of my head. I thought about like sending her a message or something like that. And then in the busyness of the workday forgot. She actually messaged me because uh, without getting into all the technical details, she did something to set me up in my sales territory that didn't necessarily benefit her, but was just a really kind act to, to me. And so I sent back a, a thank you note via Slack, our messaging system. and. Uh, and just said a bunch of things that I appreciate about appreciate about her and her role on the team and what the value she adds. And she messaged back and said, wow, it's been such a hard day and this really means a lot. And then in that moment I realized, wait, <laughs> I thought about her this morning and I had this image. And so wow. I um, tried to think about how I could share that <laughs> in a way that might make sense to her. And I said, hey, I mean, this might sound strange to you, but I like to start my days talking to God. And when I was talking to him, your name came to mind. And sometimes I believe God speaks through images we might see in our head. And I just saw this image of you holding a teddy bear. And so it's funny that you mentioned that um, you were having a stressful day because I just felt, to me, that was a symbol of God wanting to comfort you through that. And so I hope that you find comfort today. And she messaged me back and she says, no way. <laughs> I slept with a teddy bear when I was a little girl, and I have it in years until last night. What? <laughs> so wow. That was the first night she slept with her teddy bear. 
in so long. She's totally floored. She's like, I can't believe you knew that. How'd you know that? What is this? And so I just got to explain what relationship with God looks like wow. and a little bit about how I got there, but over message. So then the next day, I'm meeting with the person on my team who informally reports to me. My manager is, um, he shadows those meetings because he's mm -hmm. sort of coaching me on how to manage people. And the person that's reporting to me, he says, we're just doing our normal check-in, how are you doing, whatever. He says, hey, by the way, I was live on a meeting with our friend when you sent her that message about the teddy bear thing. And she was like crying. How did you know that? Wow. <laughs> and so now he's initiated this spiritual conversation among the three of us. And I just get to share my whole background on how I began oh, to goodness. communicate with God by reading the word of God, which all began with my testimony of how I met Jesus. And all of them got to hear the good news about Jesus in wow. that work meeting that I didn't even initiate. It was so beautiful. And it's wow. just like, Jesus can't be hidden. And um, yes. and I think committing to just talk with God throughout the work right. day about what we're right. doing, work-related, the people that we're coming across, it really opens up so many opportunities because God loves people and he's thinking about them all the time. Wow, oh my goodness, what a beautiful story. <laughs> and I love, like, I love hearing stories like that because it's exactly what you were saying, Danielle. It's like, we never know who is on the other side of our yes. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it reminds me of that story. I think it's in Acts chapter nine, uh, where Philip is uh, you know, going along, he's on this road and the Holy Spirit speaks to him and tells him to approach this chariot. Mm -hmm. And right, he runs up and he sees this guy reading a scroll. I've always kind of visualized like mm -hmm. how in the world did that look? Like he's sprinting as, you know, try, <laughs> yeah. trying to like flag this guy down. Um, but, then he just asks him, hey, like, what are you reading? And it turns out, like, God has set up a divine moment. And then he yeah. says, you know, do you understand it? He's like, well, how can I understand it unless somebody explains it to yeah. me? He's like, oh, boy. And he comes up in the chariot, right? And there's this beautiful moment. But I'm like, man, the, like, the, the risk Philip had to take mm -hmm. uh, as just a common guy yeah. uh, walking up to a, a dignitary, you know, this Ethiopian uh, eunuch. And it's like he he could not have known what was on the other side of, of his yes, but God, it, there's something about that small like seed mm -hmm. of faith mm -hmm. that God loves to step in and like do more than we can imagine. And I just love that. Cause I think about in our workplaces, you know, like uh, as, as awkward as it can feel as much as it can be like, Oh, like this lady had an encounter with God yeah. mm -hmm. breaks down crying known by the Lord yeah. uh, that probably never would have happened. Had you not like, you know, sent kind of a vulnerable message yeah. that had potential for backlash. You know, yeah, and I'm always just convicted by that. It's like, man, like, do we love people like Jesus mm -hmm. does wow. enough mm -hmm. to take risk right. like he does uh, mm -hmm. to to initiate with them and then like watch how God how God moves in that. So anyway, yeah. just such such a beautiful story, man. Um, and man, Lord, like, give us that heart. You yes, know, like, truly. I, I'm walking that give sure. it to me more, Lord. Give it to us more. And, <laughs> and Mikhail, I love how you just see people. I think mm -hmm. there's something about the way that you saw that person, you mm -hmm. saw that coworker right. beyond. Um, I don't know. I just, I love that. It was those eyes of compassion and, and mm -hmm. a tender heart towards them. Mm -hmm. And I love that it was this simple, like, picture of this teddy bear. Mm -hmm. And I know you know, in the workplace, it's like, how do I even share something so vulnerable like that? Mm -hmm. And it's like, do I have to say, God told me, or it's just that, you know, we get kind of caught up in this Christianese language. It's like, mm -hmm. I got a prophetic word and he's speaking. And it can be so um, hard to like share this part of our lives that is so integral, you know, our spiritual lives with walking with Jesus yeah. and how to translate that, you know, right. in the workplace. And it's like, 
words we, I, I don't know i just feel like you're you are a beautiful translator of what mm-hmm. god is saying and making it um approachable to people mm-hmm. and i know you've kind of talked about this or this has been maybe something that's on your heart of how mm-hmm. to translate maybe these kind of out there things or hearing the voice of god you know something that maybe in christian culture we're so familiar with mm-hmm. but maybe for someone who's never right. heard god that could be mm-hmm. so out there right. um so i know people might have a hard time translating mm-hmm. their um, relationship with jesus because they have all these words that are hard to communicate with maybe non-believers or unbelievers mm-hmm. um is there anything that you've been thinking about in your uh, office culture that's been a helpful tool to translate maybe the ways that you hear god um or even sharing the good news in the workplace that is approachable for mm-hmm. people yeah well i think it begins with intentionality oh, so beautiful. i think because we have our churches and our church culture um, and we have safe places to talk about these things with people who understand us we don't always remember that uh, that outside of that, people don't have the same context of familiarity. Mm. And that sounds simple, but if we go to a foreign country, we know that we need to think diligently about right. how we communicate wow. because we're crossing into a different culture. Right. And the same is true here in the U.S. when we're dealing with people who just don't have the same, any context for spiritual experience or for God or Jesus or anything like that. And so I think it starts with the intentionality of how will I communicate this? Mm. Um, and so th- let me give one quick example, another sort of testimony. As a manager, I was I was dealing with someone who was struggling with numbers and some various personal things in her life. Uh, numbers are how we measure performance and <laughs> I and I, I was thinking it might be time to escalate this but the night before so I think it was a Sunday night um, I had a dream about her and in the dream I just felt like I just understood her <laughs> it, it wasn't even that specific of a dream I just really understood her and understood that her the the struggles she was facing made her not like herself in some ways mm. I'll put it that way and the next morning she's really clearly visibly emotionally distraught and um, trying to talk about work things and I just say, you know, it looks like you're pretty emotionally distraught right now. It's now not a good time to talk about work things and just trying to care and see the person and mm-hmm. she says yes and then um, I say, well, hey, it's given that that's the case, this might sound really strange and I thought about if I had to share this dream with her, how would I do it? Mm-hmm. And so I'd already had the language in my head right. and I, I wasn't sure if I was going to because First of all, I'm her manager, so it's like risky territory, right? Um, but I felt like God opened the door, and so I said, hey, this might sound weird, but I had a dream, and you were in it last night. And personally, I believe that sometimes God communicates spiritual messages to us through dreams. So this could resonate with you and be really impactful, or it might not mean anything, and maybe, and that's okay too, but I just wanted to share it with you because I care about you. Wow. Um, and rather than saying, God spoke to me through this dream, or I had this prophetic dream, or whatever else, like just saying, just helping her, walking her, like almost holding people's hands metaphorically right. to yeah. through the steps of what's happening right now um, and I shared the dream and different things and she started crying and I prayed for her and she's really impacted and um, I, I it really I think left a deep mark in her but I won't share more details for privacy sure, <laughs> sure. Totally. so yeah. wow intentionality yes intentionality. yes it's amazing and it reminds me how Jesus like even with the disciples right like you read these stories and these guys had no clue uh, mm-hmm initially who he was let alone like what he was doing and uh you know what his message was uh but like like step by step through parables even Mm -hmm, right like just communicating in a way that like if they had ears to hear they were they could hear you know and 
uh, yeah, it's it's like it's an art, and I I think like you have developed that that really well. Mm. So that's like that's a beautiful. Experience. And every artist works on their craft, right? Right. So it's so it's true. developing that craft for your context, for your people, for yeah. the situations you find yourself yes. in. Um, and that's not just if you're not if you're live in the moment, you might panic and not know what to say. But if mm-hmm. you've thought about it and mold on it and right. thought about how people will receive it, I think Jesus was really intentional about how people might receive. Right. He really cared about that, so he thought about it a lot. And some wouldn't, and that's okay. We can't win people over with our wise and eloquent words. But I think there's a proverb that says um, uh, persuasiveness adds sweetness to the speech. Right. So. Right. Mm. Um, I definitely I want to make sure to mine this out of you uh, since we've got you here, and that's uh, several weeks ago we were in a, uh, at an event together, and you mentioned uh, a tool that's been helpful to you as you've been thinking about, uh, you know, how do I how do I address the fear of man mm-hmm. uh, in my workplace mm-hmm. context? And it's funny I feel like we come back to that every episode, but yes. it's a real battle so uh, that uh, that. We're believing, like yes. God in this hour mm-hmm. uh, wants to give us victory and freedom yeah. in that place. And so, mm-hmm. I think the tool you gave was was like such a practical one for mm-hmm. people. And I wonder if you could just describe that and, and how it's been helpful. Yeah. So I was um, I was having a, a number of spiritual conversations at work, um, and I was starting to feel a little bit concerned, like, oh, am I <laughs> stepping over the lines, crossing the boundaries? And then I felt like just God asked me, Mikhail, what are you afraid of? And I was like, you know, that's a really great question. And then this simple tool came to mind. What are the actual rules of my company? Like what, what I, I keep imagining that I'm breaking some rule, but what are the rules? And so I downloaded the company handbook and looked through <laughs> to see what rules actually applied to talking about faith and spirituality in Jesus. Uh, very few did. <laughs> Almost none. I think there was maybe one that kind of set some parameters, but very, very loosely. Wow. Um, and then I thought, well, okay, but I'm not always. It's not always about breaking rules. Sometimes there's real culture, and I'm trying to navigate the culture and everything. So I was like, what are the cultural pieces of my company that where that create open doors to talk about Jesus, and others that might be more difficult or that I might have to navigate through. And then the last column is, what am I literally just afraid of? And there's <laughs> no basis for it whatsoever. Which is sometimes the longest. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least for me, that yes. list was way longer than I am willing to admit. <laughs> but then it's like a simple answer, right? Once we know what we're dealing with, right. yeah. if it's if it's fear, then we know what we do with that. We'd kill it. <laughs> we die to the flesh and we we let Jesus' love cast it out. That's what we do with fears. If it's company culture, we as Christians are not called to assimilate. We're called to set culture, Come to be culture makers. And we do that with strategy and intention um, and wisdom, right? Wisdom is how we shape culture. But we should be proactive shapers of culture, not um, people that are just trying to fit in or assimilate to the culture. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to be light, and that's what it means to be salt. Um, and then if it's company policy, I think the command of scripture is obey rulers and authorities unless the Holy Spirit says otherwise. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we, we make sure you're, we're willing in our hearts to listen to God. And if he asks me to break a company policy, I'm, I'm sure I towed the line in praying for a direct report. <laughs> um, then we do it. But yeah. at least we know what's happening, right? At least I know how much surrender it is versus if I'm just thinking right. every time I talk about Jesus, I'm laying down my life. When wow. that might not be the case. Yeah. 
Yeah, so so at least what we're hearing is, okay, so fear, kill it. Mm-hmm. If it's, um, what was the second one? Culture. Culture, change it. Company culture, change it. Shape it. Yeah. Ooh, we like that. Shape it. Mm-hmm. And if it's um, the rules, you know, submit to it, unless Holy Spirit says otherwise. Exactly. And so yeah. we always want to honor, honor, honor. So yes. that's awesome, Mikhail. I think that would be so helpful. And I'm like even encouraged now to go to my company right. handbook and download what is God saying in the midst of these rules? Like what is the culture that my company carries and what does God want to say to that? And honestly, what are my fears? And I mm-hmm. think that would be that's just such a helpful tool for people who are just wanting to be activated in their mm-hmm. workplace or even feel like they need, um, what is it, the permission. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like even laying those things down is like, oh, I have permission, maybe in areas where I didn't think and it's actually my fear that was hindering me from, from sharing or leaning in or right. having that spiritual conversation with the coworker that's potentially open. So mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. And the last thing I'll say is there's there's no condemnation if we have walked in fear or if we yeah, haven't so been intentional good. about shaping culture. I, I imagine everyone listening to this podcast <laughs> is earnest and sincere-hearted about reaching their workplaces. Right. And I think the even saying yes, it's the next yes, right? So it's so the small. Good. Like it, let's say you're just right now killing the fears great just start there mm-hmm. and take one small step tomorrow and wow. another small step next week and and god is so pleased with the small steps we take and you know in two months three months one year right. you'll find you're not even close to where you started and that's the beauty of walking with jesus is it is a walk so yes oh man i love that do you just want to as we wrap things up want to pray us pray for our people and our listeners just that they would make that one small step yeah yeah, yeah. i love that Jesus, thank you so much that that's what you ask of us. You don't you ask us to lay down our entire lives mm-hmm. from the beginning to really submit everything to you. But then when we walk it out with the Holy Spirit, you're so kind and gracious and patient because your love is kind and patient and it it keeps no record of wrongdoing and it's and you're slow to anger. And these are the qualities. This is the God we serve, Lord. And so I just pray that even as we break off fear of man, even as we break off all kinds of fears, that you would remind us that when we give you our whole hearts as a decision, as a yes, the outworking of it is so gentle and kind. And that in that, you're just gonna make work amazing things. I, I had no idea that I that little picture of a teddy bear would be so impactful and lead to so much, but it was the simple, ah, this is uncomfortable, but yes, that did it. And so Jesus, I pray for that you'd multiply that testimony. Psalm 40, multiply your testimonies, O Lord, that um, many would have small yeses with big rewards. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.